Christmas. Hmm. Let's turn to Genesis. Chapter 1. My favorite chapter for 32 years. God said, verse 26, let us make who? Man in our own image and our likeness. And let them have dominion over the earth. God's talking. God is stuck now. He is stuck with his words. He says, let them have dominion over the earth. Isaiah says in chapter 6 verse 3, Holy, 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 the Lord is holy. That means faithful, faithful, faithful. The Lord is faithful, pure in motive. He has no ulterior motives. God says, let them have dominion of the earth. When God told man to have dominion of the earth, he didn't say let us, he said let them. So he took himself out of the situation and put man in. Man is in charge of the earth, not God. Shocking. What happens down here, God lays at our feet. That's why he makes us responsible for our own future. We are the human beings that dominate the earth. So a human, a human is a spirit and a body. That's who dominates the earth. So therefore, when God spoke that, he said, let them have dominion. He was saying, look, you are the ones who have legal authority on this planet. If anyone wants to dwell here legally and function legally, they would have to have a body. God said that. Now God cannot break his word. He's too holy. So God is now telling the devil in chapter 3 verse 15. He said, look, okay devil, you know what the, uh, the law is, don't you? My law is, the law of God is, only spirits with bodies can live on this earth legally, legally, and dwell here legally. Now when you're illegal, you ain't got no power, you see? You have no authority. So Satan goes to Lucifer, I mean to, 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 to the serpent rather, negotiated for his body and borrowed his body. The serpent gave him his body. God cursed the serpent because of that. But now he has a dirt body because the dirt body came from the snake. So now Lucifer who's a spirit now has a dirt body and now he is functioning on earth in a dirt body that was not designed for a spirit. That's why God cursed the snake's body. Snakes used to crawl up on, on, on hind legs. If you check the, the, uh, the skeleton out, you'll see that there are two legs on a snake that have been actually uh, uh, Ingrown, they're still there. God cursed him. And Lucifer goes through the snake, talks to the woman. She's legal. He's he is he is illegally legal because now he has a body. And he beguiles her. She disobeys God. She picks the fruit, takes to her husband. He takes from her. He eats the fruit. They both disobey God. They fell. God's spirit cannot dwell in that unholy condition, impure condition. God's word is not being kept anymore. And so God makes a promise. What's the promise? Christmas is coming, Satan. 3.15. Christmas is coming, Satan. He said, now Lucifer, paraphrase, please, paraphrase. You know I can't come right now because I ain't got no body. <laughs> but the woman that you used, 
is going to provide for me a physical body. And I'm going to come into her physically. I'm going to dwell in her physically with a body. And I am going to have a body that's going to make me legal. And I'm going to use that legal state to crush your head legally and take back the power you stole from them legally and give it back to them legally. I will give them back the authority you stole from them over the earth legally. I got authority in heaven. I never lost that. But now I'm coming to earth, I promise you, because I ain't got no authority on earth at the moment. Got it? You sure? <laughs> That's why when he rose from the dead, he had to make a declaration. All authority now, he said. All. I got, he didn't have it. He didn't have a body. Why? He didn't have it because he was holy. He couldn't break in on man without a body. Otherwise, he would break his word. God's holiness caused Christmas. His integrity made it necessary for the virgin to have a child. He needed a body, but he couldn't be born of man, so he needed to work a miracle. He needed a body, but he couldn't be in sin, so he needed a miracle. He needed a body, but he could not be from a husband. And so he told the devil, I promise you, this woman's going to fix you. Matter of fact, I like the words he used about the woman. Look at verse 15, chapter 3. And I will put enmity between you and this woman, and between her seed and your seed. And he shall crush your head. And you will bruise his heel. What I promise. This is Christmas. God says this woman's going to be your nightmare. The word enmity doesn't mean enemy. It means irreconcilable hostility. There will never be an agreement between you and this woman. What I designed a woman to do, you can never change. I designed her to have a child in a way that the blood of the child never mixes with the mother's blood. And that was the enmity. He's referring to you, saying this woman was designed in such a way that she has been literally designed to carry a baby whose blood does not mix with hers. Now you doctors here, you know that is true. When a woman carries a baby, the baby's blood is completely different from the mother's blood. And they never mix. Because the placenta only rests upon the womb. And God is telling this, this uneducated demon, unemployed cherub, he says, look, one thing you didn't know is that when I was designing the woman, I was thinking about myself. And I was making preparations just in case this went wrong like this. And I already made it all. Matter of fact, the seed, the, the seed is already dead. <laughs> you talk about plan and preparation. For he was slain when? Before the foundation of the world. So he says he's already dead. Now he needs a body to die in. God says, I didn't want the fall, but just in case, I've already prepared. So the son is already dead, waiting to die. But he needs a body because spirits cannot die, so he needs something that can die. And I'm telling you, friends, this is the reason why God became man. Because he had to keep his word. He could not come into this planet without a body. He would have violated his own promise. 
The second reason why God became man is because he's just. And this is very critical. He is just. What does that mean? Deuteronomy 1.17 says, Judgment belongs to the Lord. Psalm 37 verse 28 says, For the Lord loves justice. Psalm 9 verse 16, The Lord is known by his justice. This is revelation to me, so I've got to ease this on you. This is awesome. God, <laughs> can you understand God? God is holy. He doesn't have it. He is the stuff. So God has, God is integrity. He cannot lie. Ooh, glory. Now you understand why. Because he is one. God can never tell you something means something else. He cannot lie. He is holiness. Listen. Because he's holy, whatever he says, he has to make sure it's done. Follow me, please. Don't miss this. So God creates man. God takes the man, put him in the garden, and then God starts talking. Oh. And God says, Work. Cultivate. Replenish. Protect. Subdue. Oh dear, here it comes. And then God said, Obey my command. Don't eat from that tree. Oh my, God's talking. The day you eat, oh no, you will surely die. There it is. Now God's stuck with this promise. You know, death is a promise. This is awesome. God says, look, if you disobey me, you will surely die. Death will come if you disobey me. This is my word on you. No, this is my word to myself. Oh, we're going to get you in a minute faster. See, God was telling this, this people, he said, look, if you break this word, I promise myself to kill you. <laughs> you have to die if you break this word. And that's a promise to me, God. Guess what? The man breaks the word. Now God has to be holy still. So God says, hey, I got a problem here. I have to make sure he dies. Oh, Lord, some of y'all feeling it. I see it now. Because if, if he doesn't die, I'm a liar. And let God be true. Because he must be faithful to himself. So God says, I have to kill you to make sure I am still God. Y'all better hang on for Christmas. Thank God for Christmas. I'm telling you, when you understand the integrity of God, God has to be just. See, judgment is a manifestation of God's holiness. Write that down. Whatever you sow, 
you reap. That's not because God don't like you. That's because God is holy. If you sow evil, God has to make sure that you reap evil unless, unless, somehow, he reap it for you. You're getting it. Okay, watch this. See? <laughs> yeah, you get it too. All right. See, death is God's dealing. God said death. The devil never said he can kill anybody. Are you all listening to me? The devil ain't nothing to do with this. The devil said, look, man, don't blame me. I get killed myself. <laughs> I was kicked out. That's death to the devil. He says, God is the one who told you. He promised himself that you will die. He promised himself that you will die. Get it right, Pat. He promised himself. He didn't promise you. He, what God says, he says to himself. Which means if he told you that you're going to die, and he don't want you to die, then somebody got to die. Come on, somebody. Because you can't go without the death, otherwise God would be a liar. He would not be true. He would not be holy. So God has to either kill you or kill somebody else. Yes, yes, yes. You got it? Yeah. All right. So when you read Isaiah, Isaiah's prophecy, I ain't got time. Isaiah said, you still ain't going to believe this, what I read. He said, he said the Lord told me <laughs> the chastisement of your peace was upon this same baby. And then he says, and the iniquities of them all was put upon this one baby. And then he says, and God slew him. Who killed him? God. Oh, now this is deep. God had to kill himself to make sure you don't get killed. You better thank God for Christmas. When I understood this, I fell in love with God just a little bit more this week. I said, Lord, I love you. Oh, I love you. Because if he did not become a man, you would have to die. Go to hell. And it pleased the Lord to kill him, it says. Let me tell you why this is important. There are people who you witness to. People from the Baha'i faith. People from the universalism. People from, you know, uh, Buddhism. They say, well, you know, uh, why do you Christians believe in this gory, bloody, uh, uh, you know, murderous religion? You People killing people. You, I mean, why? What kind of God is that would kill people? I mean, you know, in my religion, you know, we got a nice prophet who just have good quotes and good writings and you know no no why you gotta kill people what kind of God gotta kill his own son they say that's because they don't understand God's nature he's holy and his purpose he will not violate the human realm and so he has to become 
a man and he is just his judgment has to be fulfilled is anybody clear on this God's judgment must be carried out and God's judgment is also equal to his holiness what is judgment judgment is the result of an action do you know that when you <laughs> when you get blessed that's judgment come on let's stop before we go come on <laughs> if you give he says you shall receive okay so when you give he judges you you get blessed so that's the judgment from the action that's why it's called justice when you give somebody justice you're giving them their rights I have a right to be blessed if I give why he promised you promised that so if you don't bless me after I give you better check your promises y'all better talk to me so I guess what I'm saying is judgment is not negative judgment is the nature of God he has to keep his word so for God to deal with the fall of man he has to kill somebody no let me be nice to you somebody has to die <laughs> anybody with me now the third one is because God loves us now because in love because God oh Lord this is the last point you know let's hang on to this last point because God is love God doesn't have love he is the stuff so because God is love he has to do what he says love never fails I cannot fail in killing you if I promise you I can kill you if you disobey me I have to love you to the death this is too deep for some of you I know it's, it's, see so now God God has a, a decision to make he made it long before it came up though he was slain before the before the problem even came up yes, yes and then he made arrangements for the woman's womb in case he needs to put on this flesh and and then when it happened he made the promise I'm, I'm, I am coming let me tell you the most important event in human history is not the resurrection of Jesus it's the virgin birth that is why they attack that the most though because if God came in the flesh if he got into the human race everything else is okay for us it's okay I thank God that he made it he came into human flesh because if he came in human flesh he could die then if he died he could be resurrected see you can't resurrect till you die so the resurrection was dependent upon the conception the death would depend upon the conception because spirits cannot die and, oh save me just a second see <laughs> death thank you sir death has to occur there are two deaths there is spiritual death 
and there is the physical death. Now in order for God's word to be faithful, he has to have both. And instead of, he says, I love my children. I don't want them to die. Even though I promise that if anyone breaks this word, they're going to die. So what I'm going to do is instead of them dying, I'm going to die in their place. Merry Christmas, everybody. I am going to die. Now, they die twice. They die spiritually. Are you all listening to me? This is a deep one. That means when you disobey God in the garden, God... Boy, this ain't gonna come out too good. Lord, help me. God forsook man. The Holy Spirit left. That's why we died the very day we ate. The Bible says the day you eat, dead. But man lived 930 years after that, physically. Which means the day Adam sinned, he was dead. What was that? God forsook him he couldn't be with him anymore for and for all these thousands of years man has been without God in the world but then he died physically also so in order for God now to be just his judgment has to be perfect that's why the Bible all through keeps saying the judgments of the Lord are true and they are righteous all together the judgments of God are pure in other words when he judges he makes it full he does it a complete job when God judge us God says I got to kill them the wages of sin is death so if you are a sinner you must die twice you die spiritually God forsakes you and you die physically you go in the grave he says now if I'm gonna substitute for them First, I got to get into a body. Thank God for Christmas. Yes. Then, I got to die spiritually. Now, the only way for me to die spiritually for them is that I got to forsake myself, even if it's briefly. The only way for God to forsake himself is for sin to be present. And so on the cross, Isaiah said, the iniquities of us all, nine, six thousand, I mean six billion people's sins, plus the other nine billion in the, in the grave, all, every sin you commit, every sin you planning to commit, and the one you don't know about yet, all of them was put on this baby. One man, all iniquities were placed upon him. And the Bible says, and he was taken from among the living. What was Jesus' greatest cry on the cross? You know, he, he didn't cry for too many things, you know, but there was one big cry that made him grunt like a lion. And that was the cry of that moment when the father had to forsake himself. You think God loves you? You don't know how much God loves you. Yes. Yes. 
The Bible says, and he cried out, Father, Father, why? In other words, he felt the loneliness. God loved you so much. He did two things you'll never understand on this side of glory. One, you'll never understand what God felt to be apart from himself. And that was because of you. You think God don't love you. God left himself for you. And here's the word. The word has always been with the Father. He said, my God, why? The question was a good question. Why hast thou, not are you planning to, but you did it. Why hast thou forsaken me? That was, that was Genesis 3 taking place in the Godhead. And the second thing he did, we'll never understand, is that when he became man, he knew that he could never be the way he was before. Ever. He would always have to be man. As a sacrifice, you will never understand. The Bible says even today, today, there's one mediator between God and man. And it ain't a spirit. How do you deal with that? You know what you cause? You cause God to be stuck in the body forever. Don't you ever take lightly the salvation of God. You cause God to ever be separated from himself forever. Forever. He make an intercession for you. The man Christ Jesus. He is forever stuck in a body because of your fall. How dare we walk around just doing what we feel like. When we feel like. Casually coming in even to worship. When you don't know the price, the cost. So we find John as a deep fella. He got the revelation of it. John says the word was made flesh. Dwelt among us. And I saw God. And three chapters over John broke out and couldn't handle John says for God so loved. Come on, say it with me. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes in this guy shall not perish but have everlasting life. Close your Bible. This love will never be lost.